0: Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker,
1: and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show this week. I'm just so excited to be here with you because I have been knee-deep, actually, over my head deep in working on a platform for an event that I am part of. And this is such a welcome break in my day, in my week, that I get to spend this time with you live, or if you're listening on the podcast, on the podcast. And today I've got just this person that I have admired since the day I met her, who has been an advisor to me, a mentor to me, who sometimes just a random email will come in from a list I'm subscribed to that she puts out. And all of a sudden, my shoulders will go from being up here to being down here. And I felt with everything going on in the world today, that I think I should have her back on the show. So I'm going to bring in my dear friend, Renee Brent, who, you know, Renee, you're just one of those people, as I said, that just, seeing your face just talking to you takes my shoulders from here uh, all the way down i'm not perfect at it when i'm not looking at you or yes. I'm not
0: listening to i'll you. send you more emails then
1: yeah please do please I do will. or, or yeah. random text that messages good. yeah and one of the reasons i really wanted to have you on the show and i had you on i think it was april or may when you launched your your new book book breaking the worry agreement yes and you know, I was like, did I have her on? Ha- yeah, yeah, I had her on, but it's really important I have her back on again. <laughs> yeah. So, your first book, How to Get Rid of Your Butts, yeah. um, how big is your butt? Mm-hmm. How big is your butt? Yeah. B U T, you know, but, 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 um, really was powerful to me. And then, Breaking Your Worry Agreement also just really fit because, I mean, I talked to my clients. I, I talk to myself and I realize I'm using the word but way too much again lately. Be, with my health issues, with my ear. Well, they say I should get out of my house for a little bit, but because of my ear, I can't. because of my ear, I can't fly. I'm getting angrier at mm-hmm. at little random things, you know, or because nothing seems to be able to complete right? Everything seems to just take that much longer to get something done around my house or with a vendor. I thought we could talk about that because I know it's happening to me. Mm -hmm. I have resources like you and other people, but not a lot of my listeners even know where to go to for help. So I'm just going to throw the question out there. Mm Are you seeing this happening a lot in your hypnotherapy practice? I mean, you're an RN as well, so you understand the medical component. And what are you suggesting people start to do? So great question. Uh, Yes, I'm seeing this. I've
0: never been busier in my practice and it's more complex. Um, There's a lot of physicality to it. I know you have your own physical challenges that you're going through and that adds on to the worry because you have this physicality and then you start adding on the worry about what's my life going to be like or the anger right that you spoke about or the frustration or man i feel weak i believe that i'm not good enough am i participating in life um, i'm a challenge to my family whatever it is that adds on so you may have a symptom here but you add on all this and it just amplifies everything Laura. so the question is is now how do you release this piece Sometimes you just have a physicality. We, we're human beings in human bodies, right. and we have challenges, and we're going to have challenges. But it's that extra uh, subconscious mental part of it that we can really shift. And that's what I help my clients do. And then when you do that, you even get into in the clinical hypnotherapy work that I do as a clinical hypnotherapist and a nurse to release some of the symptoms when we release the um, physical and the emotional components to it.
1: All right. So let's dive a bit deeper into that. Right. So you're seeing it. I'm seeing it. I am probably one of the least angry people I know, Mm -hmm. but anger doesn't just come from the moment. Well, sometimes it does. Right. But then there's this other anger that, or frustration that's been there perhaps for a really, really, really long time. I know one of the things you taught me and uh, Dr. Joan Rosenberg taught me who wrote 90 seconds to like you love is that sometimes what we're experiencing in the moment might have started 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, some current event, like my, how many times do they have to replace or fix my upstairs AC before we get rid of the mold humidity issues? Right. (laughs) So what do you say to that? And how do you, how do people start working through
0: that? So the first thing is, and the the most healing thing is to acknowledge that you feel angry, right? To acknowledge how we feel. I want to remind everyone that there's not any emotion that is bad. An emotion is an emotion. It's what we do with it. If it sits here in our body and we feel that, or if we have some techniques to be able to release and let it go. Uh, I really have been working so much with my clients, um, Children, lots of children are coming up with this anger, by the way, Laura, it's not just adults, it's children uh, who are also experiencing physical components to this. So, uh, so it's the whole rant, the whole thing, but being, becoming the observer of the emotion. It's not bad. Of course, you're going to have frustration about this long term thing and the air conditioning, you're going to have frustration, but it's what you do with it if it moves into anger and then that anger lens that you carry moves into everything in your life, the world, the people, the, the traffic, now anger has control over you. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs)
1: Great. Great.
0: Yes. So it's really about understanding the lens you're seeing your life with. Now there is real frustration and anger that can show up and that emotion, the chemistry of that physicality of anger, let's say, really only lasts about 30 seconds. And then it releases. So that that amplification of anger, in particular, um, victim kind of thing. I know you don't hold the victim mentality. I know you well, but some people do when they're blaming other people, pointing the picture.
1: Well, and sometimes I find myself go- going down that road, going, "No, no, stop that!" You know what I mean? <laughs> but
0: easy to get into, it and I'll tell you why. Yeah. There is a physical component to it because that that chemistry of that anger, that negativity, uh, <clears throat> amps us up we feel a little bit more energized. We feel a little bit more in control. We feel a little bit safer because we've now elevated. So that chemistry of that can be very addicting. So when we're in that state and then when we're here, we may start spinning up another thought so we can feel elevated, get above it again, especially if you feel like everything that you're just not even have your head above water, that can kind of help you feel a little bit elevated. Worry and anger and fear all do that, all help us uh, activate chemically.
1: I'm thinking as you were just talking that using butt can also escalate that chemistry because I find with, when I'm using some of the butts, you know, like, Um, why don't you go there, Laura, or go try that restaurant or go, which with the ear, it's been more difficult Mm because we all know how restaurants echo, right? But again, but yet, Mm -hmm. um,
0: there you go.
1: I, you use the butt and it's very easy to get into that victim mode using the word, but Because you keep Uh, getting into a loop of, well, I want to do this, but I can't. I want to do this, but they won't let me. I want to do this, but I don't know how to. And you can get into such a deep, horrible place of it. Renee, and your book, by the way, I still love and adore. And when I had all the mold issues upstairs, and I had to purge more than half of my library, I kept the signed copy of that book.
0: Oh, excellent. Well, if it ever gets trashed, let me know. I'll send you a new one. All right. I got it.
1: Um, I haven't tried to put it back in. So yeah. it might because you know, mold yeah. is just so crazy. Oh, no. invasive. No, it's-
0: No, I'm I'm so sorry. You have to go through that. So this is what I want to say about, but And the point I was making in the butt book is whenever you do a, yeah, but you're really giving away your power to whatever it is to the ear, to the mold, to the, whatever a, but is it's stopping you now there can be a benefit to a, but which is, I don't have to go do that. And that part of you that's blocking you do that has the highest intention for you. It's trying to help you. Some way or the other, protecting you probably, especially if you've had a, uh, a kind of a chronic ongoing issue, uh, the, the brain wants to protect us in that way. And it moves us away from something or towards something else. So a butt gives away your power to the part of your subconscious mind that's blocking you um, from doing what you want to do. When you feel that, now the subconscious is driving the bus, so to speak, and you're in the back. So, and that never feels good and anger can show up because we're not happy that we're not in control of our life. Makes sense.
1: Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then what are some steps that my listeners can start doing that begin to create an awareness of when the patterns are happening Mm -hmm. so that they can maybe pause and go, "Oh, wait, I that just happened." Or to say to themselves, "When I notice that, I'm going to do this instead." Or For in sure. place of.
0: Yes, yes. So awareness, so one of the first things I do is tell people how to listen to their body. When you're starting to feel that butt's coming on or you're starting to feel angry or frustrated, Laura, you feel it physically. If you just close your eyes right now and think about all this issue and that you're not going, you can't go out to restaurants and it's three times for the air conditioner. Right. All this frustration, even this anger about it. Where do you feel that physically? Right.
1: My chest, my back my shoulder, and my lower back, too.
0: Yes. So that's called the felt sense, feeling the sensation of emotion, energy and motion. So we feel it physically before we even understand what the butt is. We start to feel it because it clicks very quickly that the chemistry and it's called feeling the sensation of emotion. So if you start listening to your body and understand that that's showing up and you may not even know what it's connected to, honestly, the subconscious mind's very, very quick now you can do a few things to counteract it to gain the awareness to be the observer of this and i all hypnosis is self-hypnosis all i do is help people quiet their brain waves quiet their chemistry so they can have access to this part of the brain that they need to speak to so when you're feeling that and you feel that in your chest or here all i'm going to tell you to do is just to start by just relaxing your jaw when relaxing your jaw. You may be having uh, tension in your jaw. A lot of people when they're going through stress have TMJ because we tend to want to clench down our jaw and hold our breath. In order to do that, we uh, it's the, the body and the mind wanting to suppress the emotion. Uh, we don't know what to do with the emotion. We're only taught how to m- push it aside and move forward in our life, right? So, um, and I think awareness of that is shifting, but it's just about Relaxing your jaw, because when you relax your jaw, you're quieting down the nervous system in your body. That vagal nerve runs from about your its your cranial nerve here down to your heart and your gut. It's kind of the nervous system highway monitoring system. So when you clench your jaw and hold your breath, Laura, you're squeezing on that vagal nerve and you're sending a message to elevate to fight or flight, to create the chemistry that's gonna make you feel a little bit like this,
1: right? Does that make sense to you? It it does, because as you were talking, I was like, for those who are watching on the video, um, you you saw me sort of trying to massage the whole jaw thing. For those on the podcast, you might wanna just check the video (laughs) live stream. But as I did it, stuff started popping because it hurt really bad. And then I could feel that vagus nerve that Mm -hmm. you were talking about. And it was like, yes, it was definitely feeling constricted when I got it to release a little bit. Mm -hmm. The breath seemed to go a little further down into my abdominal area versus being stuck sort of at my throat.
0: Exactly. Another component of that, this is called the alpha sequence, uh, by, um, Uh, John Overdorf created this, and it's fantastic. It just quiets down your brainwaves, quiet down your chemistry. So when you relax your jaw, you quiet down the nervous system. The other piece of that is relaxing your tongue when you drop down your tongue a little bit, because if you're in frustration or you're in anger and there's a lot going on, you got a lot of dialogue about it. You're talking about (laughs) it. You're in your brain. You're like, what the heck's going on? And you're feeling all these things and you're spinning and looping around in it. Right. Right. So when you relax your tongue, you disengaged a little bit from the language centers in your brain. And when you do that, that internal dialogue dialogue can quiet down. And now you can kind of get on top of it and be the boss a little bit of it. When you relax your tongue and your jaw, and then breathe. Inhale, and exhale, you're going to quiet everything down when you do that. Just do that for a minute, relax your tongue and your jaw, take an inhale. And an exhale. The thoughts might still be coming in. That's okay. Inhale and exhale. And what does that feel like now, Laura?
1: I just feel like my cortisol levels drop by half just with you guiding. But when you're alone, you don't think about it because all the thoughts are going crazy rampant. Yep. Uh, I find sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night because my tongue is literally plastered to the roof of my mouth, pushing so hard, it actually wakes me up because the whole jaw is tensed and I have mm-hmm. to force myself to try to relax all that. I guess my brain is trying to talk a lot <laughs> in the middle of the night to work right. things through. Never thought of it that way.
0: Well, that's an, ex- that's an excellent point. You're right on, Laura, because if you're not speaking to your subconscious mind through the day, It's going to talk to you when you put your head on a pillow, if you're taking or if you're drinking before you go to sleep or you take a pill or something and you crash out without understanding that it's going to wake you up in the middle of the night, right around two or three in the morning. And it's going to start talking to you as soon as you're you're aware, because the subconscious mind is always trying to work through stuff. It really is trying to help us. I promise you, even if it doesn't feel like it is, it really does have the highest intention. So the trick comes to doing this technique through the day. Um, All of these techniques, um, a meditation I'm gonna tell you about in a minute is all on practicehappynow.com. All people have to do is put in their uh, email and they'll get a link to the bonus page. I have videos. I have meditations. I have uh, a thing about children in there and how children are managing anxiety and worry. So please just check that out and you'll be able to um, get that this technique called the Alpha Sequence right there on that page. So relax your tongue in your jaw and breathe and it doesn't take long. It doesn't take. And one of the things I want you and your listeners to tell yourself through the day is I gain nothing from XYZ. I gain nothing from holding on to anger. I I know Um, the other day I had a little bit of a sore throat. I don't have COVID. I know I don't have COVID. I know exposure, but I was like, but I'm very, very busy. I've never been busier in my life. I'm booked out till January in my, in my calendar and trying to get people in. And there's a lot going on, right? Moving parts. So I had to tell myself yesterday, I gained nothing by being sick because I didn't want my subconscious mind to think, Oh, the only way Renee's going to take a break right now is if she, if I make her a little bit sick and this amps up. Well, I wanted my subconscious to know I'm the boss and I hear you And I have a a day off planned soon, but I gain nothing from being sick or I gain nothing from
1: holding on to this X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? It it does. I wrote, I gain nothing from, I gain nothing by. Mm -hmm. I know my listeners right now are going, well, you know, I say that, but I don't really believe it. At what point does it become your body's belief in what you're saying, how many times do you need to say it? Do you need to set reminders? Do I need? To, do they need to put post-it notes all over their house? I mean, how do? At what point does it shift? Because for some, it seems like it never does, even though they say that they have faith, they believe, but it doesn't change.
0: Excellent point. You really should have a show about asking the right questions, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at it. You're so good at it. You're right on it. This is why I love doing interviews with you. So, you're you're very right. When you're talking, the subconscious mind is Behind a kind of an analytical filter, we don't have a conscious and a subconscious mind. I want people to understand that I explain that for metaphorical reasons. So, but there's kind of there is an analytical filter that kind of protects the subconscious thoughts, uh, our hurts, our beliefs, our actions, our our, our um, patterns, and that's about ninety five percent, ninety to ninety five percent, depending on what research you show, and five percent is conscious mind. So, this analytical filter is very strong. And if you're trying to do all this positive talking and I gained nothing from this, it did it it again and again and again and again, you're kind of like throwing, you know, water balloons against a brick wall. The trick comes with lowering that wall with the technique that I just taught you called the alpha sequence. When okay. you just quiet this down a little bit, relax and breathe, five breaths you will lower this wall enough to talk to your subconscious mind and say i gain nothing from this on that same practicehappynow.com um website there is a meditation called parts so if you have a certain behavior i would love for you laura to get this and talk to the part of you that is called anger and ask it what's your job What do you want from me? And you're going to get this exchange through this meditation that I lead you through to start gaining awareness. We can't change anything until we have awareness of it. And then once you have awareness, then you have to repeat. Once you give this part of you another job or another way of being, repeat, 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 repeat. Why? Because the brain needs to take on a new way of being. You have repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated the anger or the butts or the pattern or whatever it is, it takes a while to retrain the brain because you've already trained it neurologically to go automatically in that way. So we need to keep repeating and repeating and eventually you'll be the boss and it'll just shift.
1: So it's like when you're driving on the highway, Mm -hmm. I-95, whatever the highway may be. And, The pavement is old, trucks have been driving on it, cars have been driving on it, and your car is driving on it, but you have trouble kind of staying in the spot on the lane because maybe the width of your tire are different than every other thing that's been on it. So you're kind of wiggled and you're like, well, I'm going to change my lane. And you try to change the lane, but you feel like you have to go really hard because there's this rut in the road that you have to get out of. Or for those up north right now who are dealing with massive rains, their their tires are just spinning and not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you put kitty litter underneath it when it's snow or you fill mm-hmm. in with sand to eventually flatten that road so that it's easy to move. So you're saying we need to fill the rut and that's where the constant, remo- you know, going back to the alpha sequence helps Fill in that rut so that the rut is now even with the rest of the brain so that it's easy, you know, you you don't get stuck. Exactly. So the
0: reason we feel stuck in old behaviors is that we're here and we're well-trained. So we have a, it's kind of like a well-worn path or or a lane on the highway, a well-worn path in the in the forest where people go and go and it and it's just an easier path to go. It's just easy that way. There's one over here that's kind of, there's some there's some rocks and there's some trees here. So we go, oh, I'm going to go the easier path. Once we lay down neurons to a certain behavior, even something like anxiety or fear, right? worry. In my book, Breaking the Worry Agreement, I talk a lot about how worry and fear absolutely are a a building block for anxiety. No doubt about it. Absolutely. There's a lot of science in that book around that. So once you have these neuron connections to that, every time you feel this physically, now you got to, oh, there it is. You do a breath, you do a technique, and now you're going off on this other pathway. Now you're going off into the other lane. And now you're doing this. So every time you do this again and again, you're, you're retraining your brain now. And eventually this pathway that used to be smooth is now starting to get overgrown. And this one is a smoother path for you. And that's where you naturally just start going without the other, but you have to be the boss of the subconscious mind. Um, it's not always easy. This in between, this is what I tell my clients is, in order, this is a Joe Dispenza thing, in order to to be who you want, you have to stop being who you are. So in order to do that, so you're, so you're in the driver's seat, you're like, yeah, I got this, I'm gonna do these techniques. Well, you get kind of in here, this is called the in-between, and it can get a little uncomfortable. It can get a little bit uncomfortable with the newness of it, the challenges. That's why people start a meditative process or they go on a diet <laughs> and then they stop because it's uncomfortable, right? Because <laughs> you're still kind of working against the grain. You're still trying to get out of that lane, Laura. Okay? So it's like, well, forget it. I'm just going to stay in this lane. And we go back to who we are. So one of the, the techniques that I teach is to be prepared for the in-between, the uncomfortability. If a client tells me, they calls me like, you know, I'm just feeling really uncomfortable. I don't think I'm coming in today. And I'm like, no, that's exactly when you should be doing. this <laughs> work, Because the uncomfortability is you're just about ready to make a shift. So it's good news to all of you listeners. If you're feeling uncomfortable, and you're trying to make the change, just hang in there because you're almost there. You really are. And you have to have a clear picture of where you're going because that's going to help you see where you're going, see the off ramp on this highway that's called hope and see it. And then when you see it, you'll work each day to create it.
1: And what if you, you're saying to yourself, you're going along this path, you've been saying all these things and you're starting to see, you know, improvements Mm -hmm. and, and, I know that you work a lot with people who may be struggling with eating disorders or with other behaviors that they would like to change, whether it's smoking, food, what whatever, you know. Addiction. Um, Addiction. Addictions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PTSD, whatever mm-hmm. it may be.
0: Right. You, you have
1: this moment of light mm-hmm. where you go, Oh, I'm doing this. I've got this. And then you're like, okay, well, I I don't need to do that alpha sequence as many times a day. (laughs) I don't need to watch my language the way I was. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like you have this, it's almost like I'll use the words that I've used for myself. Oh, well, I've got this. I don't need to pay attention to it anymore Mm -hmm. with certain things in my life. Right. Yeah. So, I'm okay. Well, I could have a piece of chocolate or a piece of cake and I'll be fine. And my body won't hurt from it. Mm -hmm. Or it's just easier today to not do the meditation or do this because I've got a hundred things on my plate that have all slammed since it's all been working fine. If I skip a day, it's okay what do you say to my listeners and is i i know it's a real thing but how do you work through that so have the awareness of that it is going to happen
0: one of the things I tell my people how to surf an urge, so to speak, for something that they don't want to do like, um, food, uh, alcohol, drugs, porn shopping, whatever, um, is, uh, you know, through COVID, by the way, I've had a lot of shopping addicts uh, come in who've spent hundreds of thousand of dollars during COVID and are in real, in real trouble right now because of it. Um, because it's the only thing they could get at, um, to do that. So side note. So one of the things, if you're doing great and you're feeling really good, And suddenly says, oh, you don't need to do that right now. Close your eyes, relax your jaw, and ask that voice, how old are you right now? Because (laughs) I promise you, it's a very, very much, much, much younger version of you, (laughs) right? So if if I'm working with someone and they want a cookie and they want it right now, just close your eyes and ask how old am I right now? And you'll find out. And that's when you renegotiate. That's when you renegotiate the behavior. Because it's not the cookie. It's not the behavior. It's not that you want to miss out. It's what do you really need right now? What do you really need now? Or what is your highest intention? How old am I right now? Or what is your highest intention for getting me to not do that? Right? You can ask the buts that. That part of you, that's the butt. Ask it. What's your highest intention for me? Because I promise you it thinks it's helping. And now you renegotiate. This is all about acknowledging, not suppressing, acknowledging the thought, acknowledging the behavior, right? Even if you do miss a few days, don't just say, Oh, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm back to the old way of being. Just stop and and talk to that part and renegotiate. Because when you renegotiate, you become the boss again and you take back your power.
1: It feels like with certain things, right? Cause it's not with everything that invariably my listeners will say, well, I feel like it just became ingrained in me and I didn't need to do it anymore. And then all of a sudden, six months down the road, it's flaring f- back like a tornado, an F5 tornado coming at me. And everything that i had built up is now gone so it's like this slippery slope Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like sisyphus from um you know all the fables and and all of that stuff where he's constantly having push the boulder all the way up and no sooner just before he can make it to the top it slides back down is there ever a point renee where when you think something has reprogrammed in your body for good that it really is for good or do we always have to be aware and and be alert on that because that hyper alertness can be its own problematic issue as well
0: excellent 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 so the symptom can show up again right if you don't get at the root cause, and that's what I do in private work in my, if my, hip, my my hypnotherapy, so I get to the root cause of this behavior. If you want the boulder to stay at the top, you got to ask, what's the cause of the boulder going down? What can I do about it? Right? So it's you, you just put something to block the boulder, right? So you got to so you got to learn. So you got to check at the cause of why this is continuing to happen. And I promise you, just because you're getting the same same symptom or similar doesn't mean it's the same issue. It just means that that's what your brain has learned to do a strategy, a symptom to help you feel better. And it can go back down the old pathway again, even though it's not as easy, easy, right? So when that shows up, and it shows up for me, and I've been doing this work, you know, personally for 10 years. Um, I thank it. I acknowledge it. And, I, and I'm like, oh, because it's just another layer. Sometimes when we do this layer, something else can come up. So that awareness is awesome. So it's not exactly the same issue. It's what's going on for me right now. Thank you for showing up for me. And what do I need right now? Instead of just surrendering to it, just be just look at it again because I think you'll see a different it's kind of our mind is kind of like a kaleidoscope it's never the same when we turn it so just take a peek at it and you'll see a different picture
1: because it often can feel like it's the exact same thing or Mm -hmm. that it reacts in the body the same way the triggers that constantly go on the feeling of I'm never going to get rid of this (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's real. The answers are not up here. The answers are in here. So I'm going to encourage everyone when you're trying to get an answer to something or trying to understand a behavior or even a thought pattern. Just close your eyes, relax, breathe into it, and ask that feeling in your chest. If that's the only awareness you have that something's going on, that uncomfortability physically, ask it. What's its What's its purpose? Why is it showing up? But the answers are not up here. I promise you. The not the answers are not here in your story. When someone comes to me and we're talking and they hear a story, I listen to them. But I listen completely different than other people because I hear blah, 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 worthless, blah, 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 anger, blah, 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 my mother, blah, 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 my dad died. This is what I'm hearing. And the story is just the story but it's the context that's in between. So our words are so important. So I'm getting beliefs, I'm getting emotions, and I'm getting past events that have happened to people, because that's how we imprinted in their mind. So if you're working on an issue, and then that it feels very much the same, just perhaps you need to just look a little bit deeper into that. Um, Maybe with some more meditations, maybe a professional to be able to get at it. But I help people pick the roots all day long. And and I'm very lucky to be able to, to do that with people. So don't give up, keep going at it. When you're the boss of your subconscious mind, it's really a beautiful thing. And if you're in anything other than trusting yourself that you can handle whatever comes your way, and I'm speaking to you, Laura, right? Because you've been through a lot. When you're in doubt, or when you're in fear and anger, I want you to just close your eyes and ask yourself, what am I forgetting right now? Because when we're in lack of trust, we're forgetting that we are powerful. You're forgetting all the things that you've been through in your life. So just take a moment, connect to how incredible you are, connect to that inner child, let that inner child know that they're safe, that you got their back, and you'll start to
1: see shifting and awareness. So that brings up lots of emotions, lots of thoughts. I wrote several different thoughts down and also gave me more peace. Um, dropped my cortisol down quite a bit. But I'm trying to formulate the, the right way to phrase this question. I've seen this with friends. I see it with myself. Sometimes it's easier to avoid. Or say I have too many other things to do. So the 10 minutes it might take to prepare um, a sandwich versus grabbing the cake or cookie on the counter, which I've gotten to the point where I can't even have any of that in my house. Mm -hmm. And after my gallbladder surgery, I couldn't eat anything. So I was like, I can't find anything that I could possibly eat. So why bother eating? You know, you kind of get to that. So you'd think Mm -hmm. I'd be like 50 pounds lighter, but guess that wasn't my path. But anyway, like rather than meditate, I know this for me and for a lot of other people, it's like, well, I don't really have time to meditate, but I have time to binge watch something on Netflix or on TV or one of the other streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. I have time to call somebody and chat or go surf the internet rather than spend as we've seen multiple times so far on the episode today in 30 seconds you got took somebody through something but it's easier it seems when there's some outside force saying hey laura hey listener hey whatever close your eyes and take a deep breath hmm That reprogramming of that brain to do that, especially in the early stages Mm -hmm. when the ruts are so deep, it's like you are in, um, you're inside something with super high sides that you can't even begin to see the light to reprogram that. How can you advise on how to do, like you're sitting there, you're like, I am so tired. I, I'm just going to watch TV to shut my brain off. And three hours later, the time is gone. You don't feel any better. You feel worse because now the brain's going even more saying, well, now you suck because you watch TV for three hours or you actually went to the store and bought junk food rather than take some lettuce out of the, (laughs) refrigerator and put it there with a hard boiled egg, right? I'm sure. making stuff up, but some of it's a lot real. No, it's right? very
0: real for many people. Um, yeah. You and know. it's been real for me. Yeah. yeah. And if
1: it's real for me, I know it's real for my listeners.
0: 100%. So this is the thing. It's easier for us to want to go out than go in. That's why one of the things I taught you today was close your eyes and go in, because that's where your answers are. I don't really hypnotize people or I dehypnotize people, right, because they're hypnotized by their own negative beliefs. They're hypnotized by their patterns. They're hypnotized by their powerlessness, which really isn't even true. It's not true. We're not powerless. We're really powerful when we connect to it. The dominant emotion will always win. So that's why this picture of where you're going and what you want needs to be bright. We need to acknowledge it every morning before you even open your eyes, what your your motivation is today. See yourself in the future, how you want your day to go. Because if you do that before you open your eyes every day, I call that pre-programming. When you pre-program your subconscious mind, kind of like having a, a, you know, a personnel meeting and letting everybody know this is the kind of day we're having. Um, then you're the boss. And when you're the boss, it feels better, but you have to have a picture of where you're going. You have to see that when I get this or when I feel that, right, then I'm going to feel free. Then I'm going to feel, um, open I'm whatever it is that you're looking for in your life peace, And so connect to that each day before you even open your eyes,
1: that will help you. And okay, so take, take us through what that might look like.
0: Uh, I do it every morning. So this is I'm a big snoozer, I will calculate two snoozes in my day. So I know if I have to be I did it this morning, I had a networking meeting earlier, and I had to be out of bed by 610. So I set the alarm for 545. So I knew that I had a couple sneezes, snoozes. I do this and I love it. And pushing the snooze button is like, you go, girl. That rebel in me, that's how I feed her. She's like, yeah, we're going back. And if I snooze three times, then I call that going rogue. I go rogue sometimes. Because <laughs> sometimes we just gotta feel like we're going rogue. Right. And I do that with sleep. So I'll I'll I'll, it'll go off. I'll snooze it. It'll go off again. And then what I'll do depending on my time is I stay in that state and I see my life, how the goal that I want for that day. And when my eyes are closed, because remember, as you're coming out of sleep, you're in a natural a brainwave anyway, alpha wave of hypnosis. So you're already pro- programmable. This wall is down when you're on your way out of sleep. So take advantage of that and tell yourself, Today, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to crave, and subconscious, I want you to help me crave yummy foods and these foods that I want for today. Um, if you, if I really encourage people who are having uh, food issues and eating issues to pre-plan their food the night before and only stick to that. Now, if you want to add something yummy the next day, then add that that night, right? Oh, tomorrow I want a yummy piece of cake or tomorrow I really want to get a hamburger. Plan that in your food for the next day. So plan your food. So tell you how you want to eat that day. Today, I know that I have to deal with Joe Schmuck and I want to stay calm or I know that the air conditioner people are coming again for the 25th time and I'm going to stay calm and I'm going to stay relaxed. So now you're telling your subconscious mind what we're doing today. Because if you don't do that, by the time you put your feet on the ground and into the bathroom, you're in an emotional groundhog's day. So really just talking to your subconscious mind to gain clarity of how you want your day to go.
1: Okay, I love that. You said something in there about you going rogue. Yeah. When you hit that snooze button for the third, fourth or fifth time. Yep. Which brought up a question for me. So you've started your morning you're beginning you're setting your day your tone for your day while you're in that sort of almost awake state Mm -hmm. but somewhere during the day there's that rogue part of you that goes i don't want to stick to this i just want that over there or i want to go do this in the middle of my day instead of what i need to do how do you deal with the rogue when it wants to hit that snooze button or derail the plans throughout the day.
0: So it's really about knowing you're the boss, right? And, uh, you could ask yourself, how old am I right now? Or you can <laughs> just renegotiate and you don't renegotiate out here. You renegotiate in here. So dropping in, relax your tongue in your jaw and say, Hey, I appreciate you wanting to go and, uh, you know, buy that big German chocolate cake, but, um, How old are you? What do you want? What do you what do you really need right now? Do you really need a German chocolate cake? No, I need you to feel connected. I need for you to do something that makes you feel a little bit happier. Work, 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 work all the time is not working for me. Anger, anger, anger is not working for me all the time. You need something that's going to make you feel better. Oh, okay. so you're trying to make me happier. Yes, I am, says Miss Rogue. And then you say, "Okay, can we do it differently? Can I promise that we're gonna go do something fun in tomorrow or to eat this evening and you will help me crave healthy foods? So it's about renegotiating. There's no thought, there's no emotion that is bad. It's about acknowledging, not suppressing, saying, oh, that's interesting. I thought I was doing great today and all of a sudden I wanna pull in and get McDonald's french fries. Okay, just stop for a minute. Ask, what do you need right now? And if you renegotiate and it's something you really want to do, then get the damn French fries and be okay with it, right? Acknowledge. Or, All right, or watch get
1: the show on TV. Exactly. Or take the walk when you know you've got six hours left of work to do, but go take a 10-minute walk.
0: I think if you think you're going to have to work full down, nothing going on for six hours, uh, my my Miss Rogue is going to show up. And she's like, going to, eh. No, not going on. I have a chapter in my first book, how big is your butt called? Don't forget to have fun no matter what. (laughs) So I have a beautiful relationship with my inner child and she likes to have fun. She's a bit silly. And um, if she doesn't get to do stuff, she likes to eat sugar. So I have to, I have to plan like every, and it's a little bit harder during COVID. So I really had to get really serious and uh, about food choices, so I was able to. I lost fifty pounds during COVID because of of my just amping down and really getting no, 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 we can't do that. So the point is, plan something fun, you know, once a week or once every two weeks. I plan a getaway now about every six weeks or something because I am so so busy. I have to plan that in my life. So renegotiate it, and if you want to do it, just do it without guilt. Do it without self you know, judgment and just enjoy. This is what life's about, right? We don't have to be so serious all the time, but renegotiate saying, all right, I'm gonna give you this piece. You know, we don't have to buy a whole cake. We can buy a piece. I'm gonna give you a piece of this and then um, you're gonna allow me to do the rest of my work and or you're gonna let me, you know, get up in the morning and go exercise. It's really just about renegotiating and having fun with it. Don't take things so seriously. Okay. So I have
1: to ask, what do you do for fun? So
0: what do I do for fun? Um, I travel, which is great. I, with the I have a six baby. month old grandbaby. He just turned six months old. So that's really fun. Um, sometimes for me, it's just, uh, giving myself permission to spend, uh, time with my partner and we, we binge watch, you know, we just binge watch made, which was great by the way. It's a great show. And, uh, and just give myself permission to zone out for, you know, for hours or something and not
1: have any stress about it. That's interesting, because I never think of watching TV as fun. But it is, right. And I read a lot of books, but it's become a, I read a lot of books, because that's my job. Yeah, to read a lot of books. So I've lost some of that fun reading a book. I just agreed to read a a manuscript for a Morgan James author who's writing. It's like a sci-fi fantasy kind of fun thing. And normally I'd be like, I don't have time to do this. And then I went, but I love that genre. And I don't read it enough because I've got a stack of 15 books to read in prep for my show. Right. So It's retraining our brain, too, that, okay I can watch TV for fun, but 12 hours of it is probably feeding some other part of me.
0: Yes. If you're in partnership and you're the boss of your subconscious mind, you can renegotiate behavior. If you're not the boss, it's going to just. steamroll you and you're going to be on a binge eating for two weeks or you're going to be watching for 12 hours and you're not in control. So it's renegotiating. I mean, I can sit down and watch some TV. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I like that. And so what I'll do is I'll renegotiate with, okay, I'm going to watch, you know, two episodes of this and then we're going to go for a bike ride. And then if I want, when I come back, I can watch some more episodes. But usually once I interrupt that and come back, I don't, I don't really watch it anymore or I do something different you know so the idea of fun I have so many people who've lost their idea of what fun is for them so I'm gonna encourage all of you to connect to what makes you feel fun again and even if it's something you used to do when you were a kid just go do it go out to a park and just swing and just connect to your inner child and, and feel him or her. Because when you do that, you give yourself permission to negotiate and be the adult, but let the child be, you be the adult, but you have to remember to play with the inner child. That's very important.
1: I love that. And I think we're going to end the show on that note. So I want to make sure people can find you because I, I love the idea of leaving people with this really happy, positive thoughts yes. and play how can people find you? I know your website, I'm putting it underneath the video right now, practicehappynow.com. You've got tons of great free resources, but how can people reach out?
0: Yeah. And that's a landing page for my book, uh, Practice Happy Now. I also have ReneeBrentHypnosis.com. If you want to have a conversation about it or how you can get started on your journey and create more fun in your life or more success, you can reach me at ReneeBrentHypnosis.com. Um, I have a uh, of course the books how big is your butt and breaking the worry agreement all on practice happy now or on amazon but I have a lot of, during COVID, I put a lot of videos out there, not so much in the last five months or so, because I had a book, a baby and a wedding, a grandbaby and a wedding, and then some deaths in between just to add to the spice. So I've been very busy. Um, but my YouTube channel, Renee Brent Hypnosis YouTube channel, there's a lot of videos on there. Um, if you have clinical issues, I have a whole, it's a 45 minute lecture that I did to medical professionals about the application of uh, clinical hypnotherapy and modern medical society so check that out if you have those issues or just give me a call and i'd love to chat with you
1: and a little endorsement for you for me you know hypnosis is not what you see in the fairs everybody where they're making you do things quack like a duck or or do crazy behaviors it's not that this is about kind of shutting off, I like to think of shutting off that first level of the brain that's constantly in analysis mode so that you can actually feel what's behind that and then give it an alternative way of thinking. But you can't be told to do anything that is not safe or right. Your body, you, your brain just won't allow that to happen.
0: Yes. You're always, always in control. You really are. Simpsons just has a new, uh, a new hypnotherapist on the program. She's a uniboob. She's a cancer survivor. She's a hypnotherapist on The Simpsons show
1: now. So oh, really? go.
0: Yeah, we're getting popularity. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. But <laughs> again, have some fun. Why not?
1: Well, all I know is, you know, I want to thank you for being back on the show, for writing your two wonderful books. Um, How Big Is Your Butt? And Breaking the Worry Agreement. And, and for always just being here and being a dear friend and for putting out that content that you do, Renee, because you're making a difference in the world. And I still can't believe you 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 know you're a grandma sorry it's just not not there for me
0: Uh, i understand it's amazing (laughs) yeah all right
1: well thanks for being on the show again Uh, my pleasure anytime i love having renee on i love having guests like this i hope you learn several new questions to ask yourself some of the ones i wrote down are um, some statements to say i gain nothing from this i gain nothing by using the alpha technique Giving yourself permission to change, to not allow those behaviors to control you, but for you to change how you think about yourself and how you interact with the world. Go to Renee's websites, check her out. If you need more than just those meditations, give her a shout go to her website and reach out or find a hypnotherapist near you, somebody, a therapist, anybody that can help you if you can't break those patterns yourself. Because I promise you, you're worth it. I know I am, therefore you are. Have a great day, everyone. And remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone.
0: You've been listening to It's All About The Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at It's All About The Questions dot com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.